The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel that you're losing the battle with looking and feeling your best? Stop! Welcome to Body Balance Talk with your host, Jeannie Schmidt, along with Lucy and Madeline. Your body has an outstanding ability to heal itself and stay healthy. It's up to you to get the process started. Now, here's the show. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Body Balance Talk. This is Lucy. And hi, everybody. I'm Madeline, and it's just us two today. It's a sister's show because Jeannie is actually in Puerto Rico with her husband, David, for another dance competition. So we will be holding down the fort here, right, Lucy? Yes, absolutely. And we are taking callers today, so I just want to throw that out there right away and make sure that everyone has that number written down. It's one 866 Four seven two five seven nine two, or you can always email us at info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. And one more thing, most of you who have been listening to the show probably are aware that on our website, studiotimeout.com, that's where you can access the radio show, and you'll create a username and password, or it's really your email address and then a password to access the shows. And we don't do anything with your email. Email. We're not going to send you any information about the studio, except we will update you when we have new online programs. So we're developing online nutrition programs as we speak. Well, after the show, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll update you when those are available for all of you to take part in. Yeah, and then um, one other place that's going to be a great place to connect with us is also on Facebook. So if you um, just look up Studio Timeout on Facebook, you'll start to see some really, really helpful pieces of information. If you're, you know, if you're one of these people that's really taking um, what you're learning on these shows and applying it to your life, we oftentimes will post videos or articles or or tips and tricks that can um, help you even more. And we like to always post things that are really practical and easy to uh, incorporate into your lives. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll definitely see you on Facebook as well. And speaking of Facebook, there's a video that went up today about some traveling tips. So I know lots of people travel during the holidays. And I mean, that's what everybody always says. People travel during the summer and the spring. People are always traveling. And it's really difficult for most people to stay on track with whatever they're working on in their health while traveling. Um, and maybe you just end up eating out a lot or you get you have something at the airport and now you have all these you know food cravings and, and all different types of things can happen or maybe your sleeping gets off. But we've got some tips for you on that video and it's a very short video. It's only about three or four minutes long. And um, one of the tips is actually about making a travel salad that you can bring on the airplane with you. And that's exactly what Jeannie did. She made two salads, one for her and one for David to bring to the airport 
And the, the best way to do it is to actually start by going to the grocery store and buying a box of lettuce from the produce section. So if you normally buy lettuce that's not in a box and it's just the, the leaves that you pick up, that's nice. But when you're going to travel, it's helpful to get an actual little plastic box of the organic greens so that you can use that box to transport your salad in when you're at the airport. That way you don't have to bring like a whole Tupperware and then you have that lugging around with you the whole trip. But you just buy that and then buy all the other ingredients that you like to put in your salad. Like different colors of bell peppers, or you could use, Lucy, what are some other ideas? Yeah, you could do jicama, that white vegetable jicama, that's excellent, or tomatoes if you like the little round tomatoes, grape or cherry tomatoes, and um, this is a good one. That's a good one. Nothing too wet. So if you're going to do the tomatoes, keep them whole instead of cutting up a big one, and now there's all this wetness everywhere. You want this to be a drier salad so that the lettuce or the spinach, spinach works, so it doesn't wilt. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a great point. Yes. Other vegetables, though, for some you reason. You could cut up avocados, um, yes. all different types of things. Just think about what squash you, or yep. zucchini. Mm-hmm. What, whatever you might like to put on a salad. So you chop all of that up and prepare it and put it in your little plastic container that the lettuce came in. And then definitely get out good flavored seasonings. And we like to use this one seasoning called Bragg's Organic Sprinkles. And you can find that at lots of different types of health food stores and co-ops and at Whole Foods. But really, whatever types of flavors and seasonings you like to sprinkle on a salad, maybe some Italian seasonings. So put that on and put on your Himalayan salt and then drizzle olive oil on that. And normally when you eat salad, you don't really want to add the dressing until it's time to eat it right now because it can wilt your salad. But we all know that we can't bring liquids through security at the airport. So if the olive oil is already on your salad, they won't consider that a liquid and it'll all work out. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and you want to make sure and use just oil, like the olive oil or even sesame oil, and not something that's like vinegar or lemon juice or this pre-made dressing you bought in the store. All of that watery stuff that's not the oil part, that's going to wilt the lettuce again. So yeah. this keeps it crisp. Yep, this will keep it better. But still, plan on putting the olive oil on. Um, as you know, pretty soon to when you're going to leave for the airport, not the day before, then it will really start to yeah. wilt. You know what I've done before where, where I didn't have time or it was going to be like five hours before I get to security. I actually brought a little container that was a disposable one. I put my olive oil in there and then right before getting into security, I just opened my salad, dumped that on and then threw away that little container. So yeah. that worked. You mm-hmm. could definitely do that. And, and if you're somebody though, who just feel like this is how I am when I travel, I get really like stressed out and there's just way too much to think about and I have to focus on all these different things to make sure I don't forget anything. If you're like that, don't worry. Just put your olive oil on earlier and that's Mm -hmm. not going to be the worst thing in the world. It will probably taste just fine. Um, Yeah. And then some protein in there too. Absolutely. Like... 
in the video, Jeannie had put two different kinds of meat in there, actually. And for her, she likes to use this, this crockpot beef roast. So she had already made a crockpot beef roast earlier in the week. And then she just took some of that, put it on her salad. Um, and then David really likes to have turkey on his salad. So he had cut up pieces of turkey on there. Um, but really, any kinds of meat that tastes good cold will work mm-hmm. great. Like hard-boiled eggs works well, shrimp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shrimp is great. If you like to eat cold salmon, you could use that. Um, you know, all different types of, of chicken that's already cooked are, can be really good. So lots of choices there. And then whatever, what, when you make that salad and you bring it and you're eating it at the airport and on the airplane, you can pretty much guarantee that somebody will run up to you and go, oh my gosh, that looks so good. Where did you get that? Mm-hmm. And then you say, oh, I made it and I brought it. And they say, oh, I wish that they they made those at the airport. So it'll definitely be a, a really good food for you while you're traveling. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then- I've, I've heard from people a lot where they think, oh, it'll be no problem traveling. I'm not going to bring food and I'll plan to eat once I arrive. But I'm sure we've all been on flights, whoever's flown before and done traveling, where things delay and things take a long time and your luggage gets lost. And by the time you finally get to the food, you're just starving. Or maybe you couldn't even make it, and so you had to get some of that airport food or something from the vending machine. So even if you think that you're going to make it perfectly, that whole flight's going to happen between meals – Bring this travel salad anyway, and then once you get to your hotel or wherever you're staying, you can you can save it for later. And mm-hmm. it's come in handy lots of times, hasn't it, Madeline? Oh, yeah. And, you know, if you've ever seen those containers that, that we're talking about, about putting, putting it in the lettuce container for your, you know, your Tupperware or whatever, those, you don't want to just put that in your purse or like let that go to the bottom of your, your suitcase because that will, that's not a hearty container. So if you want your salad to spill all over, then just shove it in your purse. But <laughs> it's probably a better idea to actually get like a grocery bag, like one of those paper grocery bags and set it in there flat and then carry that through because you can just throw that away. Or what else works? I'm sure that anybody who likes shopping, like I love shopping and all of you who shop, you probably see that all these different stores now give you these reusable bags. Like if you go, I don't know, I'll just use like Lululemon as an example, but lots of different stores do this. When you buy the clothing and and you leave, they give you one of those, like, I don't even know what the material is, like vinyl bags that, that you can reuse. Those are really good to use also. And I'm going to guess that a lot of people have a bunch of those now at their house, like 10 or 15 that just end up piling up. So you probably won't miss it if you end up throwing it away on your trip or just keep using it on the trip. Mm-hmm. Lucy, do you have any of those bags? Yes, I have tons of them, and I actually have to go through sometimes and just get rid of them because they just start piling up. But they come in so useful for carrying my supplements around or my lunch. Mm-hmm. or That's what I seem to use them for the most. I don't really carry a lot of other things. Groceries is another one, and they're sometimes washable, which is nice. Yeah, so that can be an easy way to carry it through as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then um, some other travel tips would be to bring your Himalayan salt with you. So either put it into one of those salt grinders if you have one and then just bring the whole grinder with you on your trip 
or just put a bunch of salt into a plastic baggie and bring that on your trip with you. And then ask when you go to all these restaurants for your food to be prepared with no salt. And then you salt your own food. And that's going to help dramatically on your trip. I mean, we all get bloated when we travel. And most of that could be from the excessive amounts of salt that you're eating at the, the amounts of restaurants you yeah, go to. Yeah, that bad salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Himalayan salt will be very, very helpful for you as well. And then something else to bring on a trip if you're staying at a hotel would be either a Magic Bullet or a Neutral Bullet blender. Those both work great. The Neutral Bullet is definitely higher quality and it has a larger blender container if you like to make a larger smoothie. The Magic Bullet works just fine though if you're not looking to invest much money. Um, but these are those those blenders where the actual like blending container you turn that into your cup as well. So it's portable, it's small, it's very light, and just. Play Plan to go to the grocery store while you're in, you know, on your vacation and pick up a couple of ingredients for your smoothies. Like we've been making a lot of beet smoothies here where it's just like a, a cut up beet and maybe some ginger and lemon juice, water and ice. That would be a great thing to make in the hotel room to keep you getting some vegetables and keep you feeling kind of clean and detoxified. Or if you make protein shakes with protein powder, you can bring your protein powder with you into the hotel room. Yeah, in that video, you'll see that Jeannie's bringing her estrium powder so she can keep making her estrium shakes. Mm-hmm. And you have to watch that video. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Just it's a great one. Go right on to Facebook and take a look at the video. And we won't even go into all of the other tra- travel tips because that's not even our topic for today. But right. see, see what's on there for you. And, you know, those tips are not even for just traveling. If you don't use any of those tools right now, you might even just like to incorporate those into your regular life. And then speaking of Facebook, one more quick little thing. We talk about Tabatas all the time on the radio show. And if you've never done a Tabata and you keep hearing about them and you're just really not sure what that is or how to do it, go onto the page and one of our most recent posts was an actual Tabata workout. It's a four-minute workout. It's kind of like when you watch the video, it's like watching a workout video where you do it with the people in there. So if you don't even know what that is, or even if you do know, just go on there, press play, and do your four-minute workout and see what, see how you feel afterwards and, and maybe even let us know. Mm-hmm. Yes, we'd love to hear what you think of that. And it's, it's, it is really convenient to have that so that you have the music right there. You can just watch it. But otherwise, like we've talked about before, you can download your own song. But who, who, it's way more fun when you can see people. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not on Facebook, like we have a number of people here in the studio who tell us, well, but I'm not on Facebook. And one person is a teacher. She's a professor at a college and she doesn't want all of her students to start friending her on Facebook. Um, but you don't have to have a very detailed account at all. So your Facebook account could actually be the name of a pet or it could be a make up, made up like name like your name could be bunny bunny yes or sparkle magic powers and that's your name and you don't even have to have a picture on there and the only reason that you would have a facebook account is to go and see things like these fun videos or maybe you like to look at other things that you start to follow and no need for people to even be friends with you 
Yeah. So what is our topic today? Yes, our topic is on fats. And Ooh. we've had topics on fats before, but we thought we'd revisit why fats are good for you, why you would even want to be eating fats, and then how do you actually incorporate fats into your meal plan? So does this mean that we can all go out and get fried chicken now? Oh, well, that wouldn't be the good kind of fat. So we'll talk, too, about what are good kinds of fats and what aren't good kinds of fats. Because when we're eating fat, it needs to be the certain type, which we'll get into in a moment. But the reason that we decided to have this show today is that we're still seeing people, some clients at the studio, that struggle to get in enough fat every day. And it seems often, once we talk to them more about it, um, that they're not trying to avoid it, they just forget about it. They forget about adding the oils, they forget about using the avocados, and they skip on the fats. So, like, I was talking to someone the other day, and she was telling me about her smoothie, and she was using protein powder and cauliflower, steamed cauliflower, and then some dynamic greens, and then water, and I think some ice and maybe some other flavorings, and that's it. And she was wondering why it was hard for her to get from breakfast to lunch. She was needing to eat something like two hours after having her shake, and we talked, and she forgot the coconut milk. So that would be a great thing to put in a shake, some fat, which is coconut milk. Very easy. Now, Madeline, you had an idea to help people remember Yes. Well, you know, if you're a person who makes smoothies, like let's say you make these fruit smoothies all the time and you fill them up with bananas and strawberries and all this other stuff, a lot of people do that. And then they transition and they start making protein shakes and they they head more in the direction of um, protein powder and maybe some steamed cauliflower that we talk about all the time and and some of these uh, different ingredients that aren't so much fruit. Those people oftentimes can't figure out how to make the right consistency of a smoothie because they're no longer using bananas and they can't find a way to make it creamy. It's like a a yucky slush for them. So remember, if you're transitioning from having fruit to having these other types of protein shakes, you may want to remember to add coconut milk and that can replace the bananas for consistency Plus, it adds great fats into your smoothie. So don't forget the coconut milk. That's not just for fat. That's also to make it smooth and creamy and rich. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's also a nice idea to use coconut milk instead of yogurt. So if you're transitioning off of dairy, well, usually yogurt is going to make it nice and creamy as well. So here's a replacement. The coconut milk is a good replacement. So when we come back, it's time for our first break. But when we come back, we'll dive into why people might not be eating all the fats they should, why you should be eating more fats, and then more and more recipe ideas. So we'll be back soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? 
Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan and Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Kelly covers our relationship with food and teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be, taking us on a weekly food journey, guiding us to a more rich and vibrant life. So tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly, but instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach us with your questions and comments, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now back to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. And you're listening to Lucy, that's me, and to Madeline today. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello. And Jeannie's out of town. So actually, I heard a rumor that she might be joining us by phone, but we'll we'll just keep diving into our topic of fats today. And if you're having questions or comments about fats or anything else, the number is 1-866-472-5792. Yes, we'd love to hear your questions or any comments about any of the topics in our radio shows. Um, But we were talking about why people might not be remembering to put fats into their food or putting it into their diet. And they go to the nutrition class and they learn about why fats are good for them. Um, And one thing that we're thinking is still this mindset of fats aren't a good food to be eating. That fats fats make us fat. That's what I was going to say. Yes, that fat makes us fat. And who knows if that's right or not? No, that's incorrect. And one big reason is because it's really the sugar that's the culprit here. So fat isn't what makes us fat, but it's sugar 
that ends up making us fat, amongst other problems and other issues related to health. So we've talked about this before, but I'm going to dive into it again about how sugar would actually be making us fat. And that might start to take that focus away from dietary fats. So when you eat some food, some carbohydrates... So these carbohydrates could be grains like some rice or fruit or sweet potatoes. Those carbohydrates go into your mouth. You chew them up. They get broken down into smaller particles, broken down into sugar or glucose. And then that glucose goes into your bloodstream, and that's what raises your blood sugar. Now, when sugar is higher in your bloodstream, that tells your body to secrete insulin. And insulin is the hormone that tells your body to move that sugar into your cells. And that's exactly what should happen. So when we eat some food, we break that food down and then it gets put into our cells to be used as energy for fuel and for um, cellular energy. Everything that we want to do in the day comes from that fuel. Um, But what happens if we eat too many carbohydrates at once? Then there's going to be too much sugar in the bloodstream. The cells aren't going to be able to hold on to all of that sugar. So there's going to be excess sugar. And that excess sugar is going to be put into the liver. And that gets made into, number one, triglycerides. And number two, body fat. It gets stored as body fat. So we see if we're eating way too much sugar, that excess sugar is going to get turned right into body fat. And really, you know, this is the case for anything. Too much of anything isn't a good thing. So too much protein, too much fat, too much sugar. This is going to lead for most people towards excess body fat there. Um, But what happens next specifically with sugar is that over time, your body keeps having this high blood sugar. So say you're always eating too many carbohydrates, too many candies, too much sugar, always high blood sugar, and you always then have this high insulin, that hormone. High insulin keeps telling your body to store the excess as fat, and it also tells your body not to burn fat, your body fat, for fuel. So when we have too much sugar, we end up having the message sent to our body that we don't want to burn any fat for fuel. And that keeps us in this overweight position. But this is completely different for fats. And fats, I'm specifically talking about good, healthy fats. And those would be ones like olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, or coconut oil, or pasture butter, or what are other fats that would be good for us? Well, what about some of the fats from the animals? Yes. So those, butter is one of the fat from the animal, and that should be from animals or cows that have been eating um, all grass, not eating corn. And other animal fats so that lard. butter, you would find that type of butter. It's called pasture butter. Uh-huh. And, and just to clarify, so you're not talking about just any butter. Like, would you actually not recommend eating like non-pasture butter? No, I wouldn't recommend that people eat that other kind. No. And the reason for that, and this is for all animal fats, whether we're talking about 
dairy and milk and butter or lard. If that animal is eating, let's just talk about cows here. If the cows are eating corn, that's not what those cows are meant to be eating. So what happens is that the fat on the cow's body is inflammatory fat. Inflammation is occurring inside that animal when they eat corn, and that corresponds to inflammatory fat. And then we go and have some steak and eat some of that fat. Or we get the fat from the butter from that cow. That's going to be inflammatory fat that goes into our body and creates the inflammation. So what happens if the cow is not eating corn? Like, then what? Oh, yeah. Then they'll be eating grass. So that would be a grass-fed cow, 100% grass-fed or a pasture-raised cow. And that is a very anti-inflammatory fat. And there's other benefits as well. So I'll talk about the anti-inflammatory That kind of fat on the animal's body is actually going to be very protective to us. So on other shows, we've talked about how excess sugar or other things here, toxins, can lead to inflammation. Well, eating bad fats can lead to inflammation as well. So anti-inflammatory fats is actually going to protect us from other sources of inflammation and help heal our bodies. Something else that's really beneficial in grass-fed butter or the pasture butter is called CLA or conjugated linoleic acid. And that is a fatty acid that's found mainly in butter. It's very, very beneficial for us to have. It's not going to be present very much at all in, um, or I think not, not at all, 100% not at all, (laughs) in the non-grass-fed cows. So if we're having the grass-fed cows, that's going to help us even further get these extra nutrients. Wow. Uh, Yes, yes. And there's another extra nutrient in pasture butter as well, vitamin K2. And vitamin K2, most people have heard of vitamin K1 or just vitamin K, and that's known for clotting, um, to help a person clot if they're bleeding. And vitamin K2 is different. That's actually going to help the body put calcium into the bones. So what happens if we take calcium supplements or we're drinking lots of dairy, we're taking in a lot of calcium? Well, that calcium is going to just go wherever it wants to go in the body. So if we don't have enough other minerals like vitamin K2 or magnesium, that calcium can actually land in the the arteries or it can land in the kidneys to create kidney stones and it can start to calcify the tissues. So instead, what we want is that calcium to go into the bones and that's what the K2 does. And you get that only from a few individual things. You get it from this grass-fed butter or grass-fed fat, so that could be um, other sources of beef fat, and also from fermented vegetables, Mm. if they're the right kind of bacteria. Wow. So some other types of animal fats would be something like duck fat. And if all, the way that you can get that, I guess there are two ways. Um, one way is to actually buy some duck and cook it, and you'll see a lot of fat come out of the duck while you're cooking. So whether you cook it in the crock pot 
or on the stovetop or roasted in the oven or any other way. There's a tremendous amount of fat and drippings and you want to save that fat. And um, if you're going to use it, you know, in the next few days or a few weeks, keep it in the fridge. But if it's going to be months and months and months that you have it, then go ahead and keep that fat in the freezer and just pull it out whenever you're going to use it. And it, when it's cold, it's very thick, like almost like shortening or if you've ever seen firm coconut oil, it's like that thick. And you can use that. We'll actually give you some suggestions a little bit later on on how to use it. Um, but another good animal fat could be bacon fat, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lucy, absolutely. how do you find good bacon? Sure. Well, bacon comes from pigs. Um, so we would want to know what those pigs have been eating and what they've been doing. And, you know, it looks like we actually have a caller. So let's come back to that question. And we have Michelle from Minnesota. Hi. See, I'm just wondering, Are you? Um, can you tell me the difference between saturated fat and unsaturated fat? Oh, sure. You called at a perfect time. Yeah, we were just talking about animal fats. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yes. So, and are you wondering what the difference is like when you're looking at the store or the health benefit differences of them? Actually, both. Both of them? Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, chemically, so if we're going to talk about biochemistry for a minute, um, we would look at the molecule and saturated fats... The, the shape of the molecule is long and straight and stiff and solid. And then the molecule of unsaturated fats are going to be more bent. So then when they float around wherever they are, those fatty acids are going to float around. They're going to be more liquidy and less stable and they're more reactive. So when you're in the store and you're trying to figure out, well, what's a saturated fat and what's an unsaturated fat? Usually the ones that are solid are going to be more of the saturated fats and the liquid oils, the oils that are liquid are going to be the unsaturated fats. Okay. So, so examples of saturated fats would be like coconut oil. Most of the time, that's solid, right? Mm-hmm. And butter, that's solid most of the time. Same with palm oil. Um, and and the, sa- the animal fats, like Madeline was talking about, the lard or bacon fat, those are a mix. And then the unsaturated fats would be like olive oil. That's a liquid fat. Or sesame oil or the corn oil or soybean oil those ones even if you put them in the fridge they're pretty liquidy they might firm up a small amount but they're pretty liquidy still have you noticed that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so that would be the difference between saturated and unsaturated fats just looking at them Um, but when we talk about their health benefits they're both really healthy for us for the most part It gets a little bit more tricky, though, because um, there's more classifications. Isn't that fun? More chemistry (laughs) to talk about. But the healthy, unsaturated fats would be like olive oil and sesame oil. Those are the two most healthy ones of those liquid oils. And a lot of the other unsaturated fats, like corn oil or soybean oil or um, what are some other ones? Vegetable oil. Those are going to be um, more, more delicate. So I mentioned that saturated fats are more stable. Mm-hmm. Those you can use at higher heats 
and you can cook with them, they're not going to get damaged or rancid. But if you're taking these other types of liquid oils, these unsaturated fats, and you're heating them up um, or you're exposing them to light or to lots of oxygen, that's going to damage those fats. So the unsaturated fats are more delicate. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the way that you know which ones you should get is those ones I listed, the olive oil and then the sesame oil and then the saturated fats that I listed, like the coconut oil. Those are actually really beneficial for you. Fantastic. Good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Did that answer your question? It sure did. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks, Michelle. Okay. Yes. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay. All right, that was a good question. And with the, going more into the, all of the fats, to know if they're a good quality or not, if it's an animal fat, you need to know, well, what has that animal been eating? What has it been doing? So for pigs, you want those animals to be outside most of their life, running around, digging their snouts into the dirt, eating some bugs and roots and not being fed any genetically modified organisms or GMO. Oh, it looks like it's time for a surprise. Is Jeannie on the phone? Oh. Hello, Jeannie. Oh, hi, everyone. Hello. Hi. Welcome yeah, to the I show. Here I am in Puerto Rico calling into the show. Are you at the dance competition or are you at the beach? No, oh, oh, absolutely neither one of those. We're in our hotel room. It's, we're in the middle of a giant storm in Puerto Rico that's going to last oh. for about four or five days. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you'll get in some good naps. Well, yeah, and but what I wanted to call in about is that um, David, had his, David is my husband, just for everybody who is a listener on the radio show, and um, David, David and I both used to ballroom dance together, but in the last number of years, he's been doing pro-am dancing. And um, if you know about ballroom dancing, that means that you dance with your teacher. He's an amateur, and then he dances with his, his professional, Michelle. And here we are um, doing a ballroom dance competition in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and he danced yesterday and did very well. But what, what I wanted to talk about is David is almost 60. He'll be 60 in just a few months. And I wanted to mention about how important it is for people. Um, you know, it just—I guess—it just became more and more alive for me in watching the ballroom dance competition and hearing all the comments. There are numerous people that come up to David and say, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're dancing! It's so great! I can't take my eyes off you." And mm-hmm. uh, the point—I'm not just trying to brag about his dancing here. But him be, most ballroom dancers are a lot younger than that. And then if you see ballroom dancers... Like how age, much younger? They, like five years younger or like 20 years? Yeah, like, well, like really good ballroom dancers are usually in their 20s. And by the time okay. you're about um, 30 or so or maybe 35, you know, that's when professionals will retire. And so with him being 60, there are dancers who are in their 60s and 70s. But when you see them move... They and I'm not trying to put people down, but they shuffle mm-hmm. and they they don't get deep in their legs. They don't stretch their arms. They have poor posture and they have poor athleticism. Yeah. And, well, let's come and, and let's again, come back I, it, to this after our break. We're going to move to a break, Jeannie. So stay on hold, and we'll return to this. All right, we'll be okay, back soon. Great.
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach us with your questions and comments, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now back to the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy, and I'm here with Madeline, and Jeannie's on the phone. So Jeannie was telling us about her trip. Why don't you continue? Yeah, and what I was really talking about, you know, we mm-hmm. happen to be on a trip, but the point is what I wanted to bring up is, um, you know, as people get older, you know, you start to get all of this stuff, like your spine doesn't bend, and your knees hurt, and people get depressed, and they get anxious, and they don't sleep, and you know, all of these physical things. And I was just pointing out that in the ballroom dance competition, you know, here, we're in Puerto Rico, so there are people here from all over the world, and these people from different places like Montreal and Toronto and Vancouver and some of the other countries, they come up and go to David, they say, oh my God, I've never seen someone dance like you. And really what they're saying is I've never seen somebody that old dancing at that kind of an ability. Being, And what I mean by that, I don't mean that David's doing tricky steps. I mean that he stands up straight and he has good posture. He has really, really superb extension of his arms and legs. And he can get down deep into his legs and take long strides. And you don't see older people that are able to do that. They shuffle around. They have their spines bent forward and their head is bent forward. And their joints all hurt. And I'm bringing this up because we talk extensively about doing these things like drinking dynamic greens and bringing nutrition into your cells, hydrating inside of your cells, and traveling with things like magic bullets. I just heard Madeline talking about the magic bullet and using a Vitamix at home and having shakes and doing estrogen detox and using Himalayan salt and 
doing detoxification. And it, it might sound like it's just really, um, you know, an odd thing to do. And why would somebody go way out of their life to go and do that? It seems a little bit excessive. But what I, what I want to say is that if you want to do things in your life that are important to you, and it happens that David does ballroom dancing, but, it, you know, it could be anything. It could be, do you want to get down on the floor with your grandchildren? Do you want to do mountain climbing? Do you want to perform some sort of athletic type of something? Or maybe you, you decide, you know, with this economy, you'd like to have a new career and actually have the energy and stamina to start up a new career, but you're too tired all the time. And this is, everywhere I look, this is what I see, people that are being tired and they're not even able to get through their life. And then if you talk to even more people, they're on medications, antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications. And pain medications and sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, all, of, all of the different ones. And you go, those medications aren't solving problems. And so we have to get back to the root of how your body actually works and then climb on the same page as your body and climb in the symphony, get it all to work together so that you can actually experience your life. And something else I'd like to share here is in Puerto Rico, I, was, I, ha- I don't travel outside the country very often, but I had these little tiny hopes that, wow, maybe if we go to Puerto Rico, they're going to have some really good food there, like some healthy food. Well, that's not the case at all. And I find out that they import all of their meat from the United States. And they're so proud of it because it's USDA meat from there. And so, okay, that's all factory farmed, and that's corn-fed beef. And it's not, it's not high-quality food at all. And then we went over to this grocery store that's right next to our hotel a couple blocks away. And it was a huge grocery store. And we go to the produce department, and they did have a couple kind of cool things like yucca and a couple things that are indigenous from this area. But almost the entire grocery store, I go, David, there isn't even one thing in here that we would buy. And we went over to the frozen fruit because we were making these little smoothies in the room with our astrium and and broccoli and some other things. And the frozen fruit, we're going to get some the blueberries. And, of course, they don't have nothing in the store was organic. But the blueberries were called natural blueberries. And Mm. I just thought that was a little bit... Uh, like which ones would be the unnatural blueberries. But I, I was just kind of surprised coming to another country. I just had this idea that maybe there would be healthier food over here, but I find that that's really just not true at all. And um, so I just wow. wanted to share that and just yeah. bring that message across to people about really take it serious about your health because gone are the days where you could just float through your life and just eat whatever seemed to be put in front of you and as long as you get up and move around a little bit, you're going to have a healthy body. That Those days are gone now. And, well, and we really want to learn about this. Something along those same lines, you talk about how David is almost 60. And for me, I'm 23, and I've had dramatic health troubles for my whole life. And I see a lot of other people my age who have major issues with um, pain attention um, and not to be rude, we're not commenting on people's bodies, but lots of girls have love handles and really big bellies or just odd distribution of, of body fat and lots of kids are depressed and the, the amounts of health problems that kids and young people have these days is amazing. And I was one of those people. And for the number of years, the past number of years, I've been 
focusing on my health more than anything else in my life. And it's been a lot of work and effort, but I finally feel like I'm starting to get back on track with how my body is supposed to function. So I've had to start this process as a young person, but it's so inspiring to see somebody like David and really what he can do at that age and to know that if I just put in the work now and maintain that, that's going to work out for me as well. But it's not something to wait until you're old. I'm mm-hmm. so glad you brought that up because you're absolutely right that um, it is easy to think that these things happen to people that are old, but you're absolutely right. In this day and age, people and infants are actually born with these problems, and we see even more and more children under the age of five now. Antipsychotics are one of the top medications used in children under five, and that this is this is just not not going to be okay for the future of anybody's life. And I'm glad you brought up also that you spend a lot of time on your health and you had to make it your number one priority. And I think that's important because what I hear um, a lot of people mention, well, I don't have time for that. I have a family and I have a job and I have all this other stuff and I've got TV shows to watch. You know, They usually don't mention that, but we know that mm-hmm. people are watching a huge amount of TV and spending time on video games and kind of needless computer type of things and and on their phones as well. And you're right that if you want to have the life that you think that you want to have, something that you've dreamed of, you're going to have to move your health up to the top of your priority list and put some time into it. And it's important for people to understand that in the beginning, if you're learning these kinds of concepts, it's going to take a lot of time for you. And you just put your time into it and just do that. But after a while, it gets a lot smoother because you understand how to shop. You understand where to get your food. You understand how to use your machines. You've completely revamped your kitchen and got rid of things that you're not going to be using anymore. And then it doesn't become so difficult anymore. But in the beginning, absolutely, you need to put the time in and move it up to the number one priority. Because if your health isn't your number one priority, then what is? Is mm-hmm. it is it the TV? Is it Facebook? I mean, you're not going to... And if you say, well, it's my children. Well, if you don't take care of your own health and help your children take care of theirs, then that's not going to go too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so amazing to think about because this is not just about losing weight or looking good or looking attractive. This is much more than that because if you actually put in the time and the effort to improve your health, all of these different things will start to happen. Like you'll be able to, like Jeannie said, maybe you could start a business or just improve your skills at your workplace so that you can start getting paid a lot more or you can start having functional relationships where your mood swings or your your own troubles aren't causing, you know, drama and problems in the relationship. You can have a thriving relationship or you can have fun and you can do activities more than just maybe watching TV or staying at home or going to a movie, you know, mm-hmm. activities that you really want to do. So yes. this, this mm-hmm. is more than just what, what your body looks like. Absolutely. And for anybody that's listening, that, is, that, that now you go, you know, I want that. I want that energy in my life. I want to be a healthy person. And you go, I just don't even know where to start. If that's you, you know, one of the things I can tell you is start with something like a green drink. You know, we always talk about dynamic greens, but but you, if you're somewhere where you don't get dynamic greens or you don't know what those are, 
you want to do something else and get something else. So think of getting some concentrated nutrition into your body, some sort of powdered green drink that has that's mostly full of vegetables and doesn't have sugar in it. That's that would be the number one place to start. If you say I just it's all complicated. Then you mm-hmm. start by adding something to your diet that's going to actually bring nutrients inside of your cell and water inside of your cells. Wouldn't you say, Madeline, that that might be a good place to start? Oh, absolutely. And that's very doable. Mm-hmm. Very doable. Yeah, and today we're talking mm-hmm. about the fats. So, Jeannie, I know in the nutrition class you said something about how the fats concentrate the nutrients from what the animal yeah, is absolutely. So, so the next thing you can do if anybody out there is making a list, first thing is get concentrated nutrition in in the form of a green drink or dynamic greens. Okay, the second thing would be to go through your cabinets and completely get rid of corn oil, soybean oil, and anything called vegetable oil, and get rid of Crisco. Canola oil, yep. Shortening, yeah. And, and just get in canola oil. Gather all of that up. It's going to take you about 30 seconds. Just gather it all up, get it out of the house, and then to add on to that, every time that you go out to eat, be aware that a lot of that deep-fried food, like all of it, is cooked in those types of oils. So get that kind of oil and fat out of your diet. So that would be something that you could say is going to be number two. And right away, that's going to start to decrease inflammation in your body. And if if you're thinking, oh, inflammation, that's something that old people have. Yeah, not really. Now we have very, very young children that are inflamed, and teenagers are inflamed. Almost everybody that we look at is inflamed. So if you see anybody that looks puffy or kind of red or doughy, um, complaining of any sort of joint problems at all or neck pain, back pain, those are people that have trouble with inflammation. And Mm -hmm. so getting those oils completely out of your diet is going to be very, very necessary And then you replace them with the anti-inflammatory oils that Lucy was already talking about. So that, you know, you already know what those are, the coconut oil. And when Michelle asked before, she was the one who called in and she asked about saturated versus unsaturated. The saturated fats are going to be the ones that are going to be super Mm anti-inflammatory. So we want to actually get those into your body and they're very, very stabilizing for people. They help your brain. And so thinking, again, about people of different ages, children are going to be the most important ones. So everybody needs saturated fat. Children, it's absolutely critical that they get these saturated fats. So if you're anywhere in any any vicinity of a child, your parent or your daycare provider or teacher, you need to be sure that the children are getting the saturated fat. And that means the pasture butter, the coconut oil, coconut milk, um, and then the good animal fats from the grass-fed beef. That that child's behavior is going to turn around faster than you could even believe possible. And I mean, like, in maybe uh, 20 minutes, if there's a child who's not able to focus and they start eating those fats. So I highly suggest you do that. So th- those are just two two things that you can do that would dramatically change your health is improve the nutrition by getting a green drink in and you don't be worried about how many of those as much as you want. You're not going to overdo it. So get the green drinks in and then get the bad fats out and start eating the good fat. And just, just those two things are going to be something that improves your health and makes it so that you could be somebody possibly like David that can move into your 60s and still move. 
and still do athletic type of things. And whether you're into athletics or not, you can go up and down the staircase. You can go to your exercise class. You can go to work and have stamina. Um, any of those things. It doesn't matter. Everybody has different things that they want to accomplish and be in their life. And if your body is not healthy, it's not going to be supporting you in those goals. Right. Yeah. And you know, something I've heard from some more elderly people, I talked to someone who was about, I think, 85. And she mentioned that, you know, her whole life, she's been eating these bad foods. And why should she make changes now? But in this person, she's 85. And she is in better health than any of her friends. So for her to to eat well, and to get rid of inflammatory fats and start getting concentrated nutrition, that will just keep her living even longer, maybe even 20 more years. Well, and not even, not necessarily living longer. I mean, it may, but what people really want better is quality years and the, but yeah, they, they want to feel good. And a lot yes. of people would rather die earlier and feel good up into the end instead of have this 10 or 20 or 30 years. Lots of people have 30 years that they live in infirmary and live in wheelchairs or live in nursing homes. And I haven't met anybody who wants to live like that. They would say, you know what, I'd almost just rather die earlier if that's what my life is going to be like. And so by making those changes that, Lucy, you had just mentioned here, that 85-year-old woman could maybe really improve the quality of her life and enjoy the time that she has with her family and with her friends while she's here. And it almost becomes irrelevant if she lives really, really long, but... She has a much better quality of life and enjoys what she's doing. And I think that's what we all really want to have is enjoyment. And speaking of enjoyment, that's another reason that I hear a lot of people don't want to make any sort of dietary changes because they believe that eating candy and eating bread and eating junk food gives them more pleasure than eating healthy food. And I understand where those people are coming from because I used to be a person that ate all of that food and even more, probably one of the worst ones that you mm-hmm. could imagine that would have been me. But I'm here to tell you that when you make these changes and get on the other side of it, you'll never, ever, 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 ever want to go back to that because yes. you didn't know that food could actually taste that amazing and that good. Yeah, you know, you it's really time for us to... Food to um wrap out yes thank you everybody for listening to today's show and we look forward to having you listen next week bye everybody thanks again for tuning in this week join Jeannie, lucy and madeline for another edition of body balance talk next friday at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on the voice america health and wellness channel This week, listen to yourself and make it a healthy life ahead.